Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, Kevin here. Just wanted to tell you all to stay tuned after today's episode to hear about an amazing new theater project from my friends, the incredibly talented Michael Perry Jr. and Lacey Riley. I can't wait to share with you what they've got going on, so please check it out. And now, for your regularly scheduled Broad Wasted. I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. No, I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and falling in love with you, Mr. Pitiful, is the glory of love. Love for sale? So what I did for love for new music is beyond Buddy's Blues. What would I do if I could feel? Well, on some enchanted evening, all I do is dream of you. Joining us today are the usual people um, who would drive a person crazy, including Kevin Sugar Daddy Jager. Oh, I like that one. That's good. <laughs> Kimberly, till there was you, game master, an unofficial babysitter for the hour. Uh, and with us is a returning guest who you may have seen in Kinky Boots, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, JCS. Um, you can also get his new album, Broadway Soul Volume 2. I'll say that again, Broadway Soul Volume 2 from Broadway Records or wherever you get music. Let's give a big Broadway-sted return welcome to friend of the show. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Kyle Taylor Parker. Y'all ready for this? Welcome back. Thank you for having me. It's so good to be back. Of course, your new album is spectacular. And if it wasn't, we wouldn't have had you back. So this is amazing. <laughs> thank no, you. Thank you. It really is wonderful. And we'll get more into that. And I want to hear about the entire process and everything. But before we do that, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? I am drinking a vodka soda made yes. with love here in Harlem. I love your glass. I was just going to say, you. what a nice glass. CB2, BB. Thank you. <laughs> Kevin, what did you, you pour yourself? I'm pouring myself a sensible sized glass of red wine. Whoa! So it was still it was the end of the bottle, so I just thought this is easier than like getting up to re-pour another glass when I want it. So I just poured it all into one glass. It's red wine. You could put the bottle next to you. <laughs> I mean, I know, but I just. <laughs> <laughs> Kimberly. This way I can say that I had one glass of wine tonight. <laughs> yes, uh, that's it. There it is. There it is. That, you are the target demographic for that glass that fits an entire bottle. Yep, 100%. <laughs> um, Kimberly, what are you drinking? Um, I have another Austin East Ciders apple seltzer. Oh, cool. Um, which the first ingredient is hard apple cider. So again, 
I think they've just watered down their cider to cash in on the seltzer craze, but it's delicious and I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am doing the new Brian classic. I have polar um, black cherry seltzer. I poured some tequila in, but I must have a secret admirer because I have this new cool Yeti can to keep my cans in. Who could have sent that to me? Me! Thank just, you very I, much, Kimberly. You're welcome. I was like, how do I class up the can? And also, I'm very upset that his cut, his like, I was like, he can't put ice in his can. It must be getting warm by the end of the episode. Yeah, I, I need <laughs> Kyle to understand. Like, Brian has started this thing where he opens a can of seltzer and sips out some of it and then pours alcohol into the can. And oh. that's his drink. <laughs> So Kimberly <laughs> bought him that Yeti so that it would like classy it up so he's not like trashily drinking alcohol out of a can. I mean, reduce, reuse, recycle. <laughs> the one thing I will say, Brian, is because that koozie is a Yeti and keeps everything cold, it does have a bit of deceptive weight to it when yeah. you're almost I, done. <laughs> so I, I, I learned that today. I was like, oh, oh there's still so much. And I went to drink and I was like, Nothing. oh, I, <laughs> but it's fun you just like screw off the top and you drop it in and out mm-hmm. it's great thank Wait, you i'm gonna so get much. mine yeah this is awesome um but i got it in the mail and i i wasn't expecting any amazon packages and i got one and i was like what is this but we were on our way out so like the whole time i'm wondering like what is this there it is what is this how does this work what what do I, like i didn't know i didn't open the package yet so i didn't know yeah. and so this is the thing got... you know exists um when your parents have a beach house <laughs> sure sure that makes sense happy mail but thank so you cool. but welcome kyle we're so excited to have you to talk about your album um i just want to get like right into the album like what made you want to do a second one? What were, why did you pick these songs? How did, how did you want to differ from the first album? Yeah. So, um, as soon as I wrapped the first one, I knew I wanted to do a second one, which it was always the plan volume one. And I knew that I wanted to do, um, love songs for volume two. Uh, so I was already starting to think about it. I had a few ideas for a track list and then the pandemic happened. And I was like, well, great, we're not going to do that, um, <laughs> at least for a few years. And then the Broadway shutdown started going longer than we all expected. Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought, you know, art was never really made out of, um, you know, out of uh, art has never been made just because it was like convenient, right? It's made out of necessity. And so I said, well, maybe there's a way to do this creatively. So this time I worked with a producer because um, I would just have to. I recorded the entire thing from home in my closet remotely um, in pandemic. That's crazy. That's <laughs> and none you of went, the do- You went mm-hmm. back into the closet to record this album? That's the, I would only go back <laughs> into the closet to <laughs> release <laughs> music. <laughs> I never thought I would go back. I found myself there, yes. Um, So, yeah, so I did that. And that was the real impetus for it, right? Like the Broadway Mm -hmm. shut down and like creating something that would give us a glimpse of theater in a year without. Um, And from there, everything just started moving pretty quickly. The album is packaged like a cast recording. And so that is kind of what dictated the set list. Mm -hmm. Um, The songs are put together like a musical. So you can read a synopsis of the story as you're listening. So Mm -hmm. that helped me kind of figure out what love songs I wanted to do and what guest artists I wanted to use to create this project. 
Cool. That's so exciting. And our, our friend, uh, our buddy, Robbie Rizel has been raving to me about this for like weeks and weeks. Like he's obsessed. He's just the best. And he's really responsible for it looking as good as it does. He made the mm. whole package. It's really sleek. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so do you have favorite tracks that stand out to you? Were there, do you have any like stories of some like recording, oh, you know, wild recording stories from, from inside the closet? Yes. Um, so the hard thing about going back into the closet, the hardest part about recording <laughs> in my closet was really um, the levels. Um, and the fact that you have to engineer everything yourself. I didn't know all that an engineer did until I decided to do this by myself. Um, a lot of that is mixing it for your own ears, setting the levels. Um, also, the cord that I used to connect my microphone was only so long. So mm. from one side of my room, I would set everything up <laughs> and then I would give myself just enough time once I hit record to like kind of scurry over into the closet, close myself in the doors and like catch my breath and then sing. So that was always hard every single time. It was like <laughs> a mad dash. And then some enchanted evening, um, I kind of bark that one a bit. And the closet is only so big. And so I was getting, I was uh, distorting the sound every time I would try to sing that song. Mm -hmm. So what you finally hear is like me in the corner of my closet facing the microphone and sometimes I'm like bent down and like singing up like <laughs> I'm trying everything not to like have the microphone freak out that's, that's incredible wonderful. that's so good <laughs> oh my gosh I this, can't wait this... to listen to it again now and like picture you like in these like ridiculous situations of like hanging from like the ceiling of your closet like spider-man style and <laughs> fully it's yoga yeah <laughs> singing for yogis like i was fully uh, folding myself to record this that's incredible. Um, amazing what a, a lot of breath I mean, support is needed i'm sure in all of your different positions <laughs> yeah <laughs> what I um <laughs> i mean how how did you pick these songs because like when you say broadway love song like you might as well just like stop there because there's just like unlimited amounts. Like what about, I know you mentioned like creating kind of like a plot as you go through, but like what really about these songs, just like, what do they mean to you? Are they, you know, did other people suggest them? Like how, how did you curate this? Because it's just, it seems like an impossible task. Thank you. Um, it was, uh, so kind of, <laughs> kind yeah. of the okay, way I broke great. it down was, um, do I love it? Um, do the lyrics mean anything to me today? Um, has, is there a part of this song that hasn't been explored yet? Like, is there something left to love that hasn't been explored? Um, and all the songs are about connection of some sort, lack of connection, desire for connection, longing. So when I sing, what would I do if I could feel, for instance? One of my favorite songs, I would love to play the Tin Man, but in this time of quarantine, the idea of feeling uh, changed for me, as opposed to thinking about just what would I do if I could feel in my heart, but also, you know, the longing to touch another person, to hug, to hold. A big thing that I work on as an artist, um, especially this year that I wanted to do, was create a space for vulnerability for Black men. I don't think that we often see that that often. I think as an actor, I'm not often asked to show that. I'm often trying to harden myself uh, to get a job. And I think that's just based on 
BS ideas of masculinity. So a lot of the songs were based on that too. Like how vulnerable can I let myself be and not rely on the robust nature of my sound, but actually the, the quieter parts of my voice. Um, so that leads me to the next, which was, I wanted to do a male on male duet, uh, mm. which was what about love. And that track is all about what I just talked about. Really. I wanted to create a space for black men to love each other and for the world to sit back and just watch that. So that's how I chose a few of them. Sure. Um, and then there's a, there are a few weirdies like sugar daddy. Um, <laughs> dating uh, can be wild, especially when you're young. So some of them are inspired by like younger versions of myself mm-hmm. that aren't here now. But <laughs> when I was younger um, and I just thought, well, that, that's a thing, like going out being young and cocky and, you know, trying to get some male attention. Um, so that's what Sugar Daddy's inspired by. And, you know, I just try to think, what's the album that I've been waiting to hear and can I make mm, it? Sure. Uh, and, and when can we expect volume three? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I am burnt out. I don't know. I say I'm burnt out. And then I have like four ideas for the next album. So sure, who, knows? Sure. who knows? Well, keep them coming because they're amazing. And we'll talk more about the album. But um, I do think that we should take a trip somewhere. Um, Tuesdays in the corner with Kevin. Oh, the silly one. It's Kevin's corner. No, it's like, is he transit? Is he doing? Oh, okay, he's doing it. Great. Okay, here we yeah, go. I oh. tricked you with because I just announced it. I didn't do any stupid transition. That was the goal. Oh, oh. well played. Well played. Um, okay, so Kyle, welcome to Kevin's corner, where I just have some silly, fun questions for us to go through. And today is actually inspired by um, the poster on my wall of the Greek gods that I look at randomly that I looked at today when I got my new bed that I'm super excited about. Um, And so I just decided that we're going to make a game that's just going to be a fun little game for you called uh, Oh Gods, Oh Gods. And we're basically going to take the 12 Olympian gods and I'm going to tell you who they are and what they basically their like gist is. And you're going to say who like the Broadway counterpart of that god would be okay as like an like an actor or actress um in the broadway community so uh we'll start with this so zeus is the king of the gods he's the sky god um he's just kind of like the queen bee man norm lewis Mm. (laughs) i'm obsessed with that for him to play zeus but also him as like the broadway zeus figure i love all of that um So Hera is his wife. She's basically like the queen of the gods and uh, she's a sassafras. Oh, she's a sassafras. Yeah, she's intense. Heather Headley. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A thousand percent. That's an incredible Hera. Okay, so we have Zeus and Hera. Uh, Zeus's brother, Poseidon, god of the sea. He is wild and untamed and... uh, very like intense and rugged and wet mm-hmm. alan coming okay alan coming is poseidon i love this <laughs> um and then there's hades the god of uh the underworld he's like more like dark and serious and a little bit sinister 
I mean, I have to say Patrick Page because I think oh, that it's, it's clear uh, uh, and it's it stands. Oh we, it stands. Yeah, hundred percent. Why we build the wall? Yes. <laughs> it, it actually, it actually is. Um, okay, and then we have uh, who else am I forgetting? So Zeus, Hera, uh, Poseidon, uh, Hades. We have Ares, the god of war. He's a like young, rugged, cocky, and kind of like ready to fight mm. Ooh, young rugged cocky and ready to fight david diggs oh i love that <laughs> um then there's uh hephaestus who is like he's more quiet and he's like he's more like your like designer type he's like super creative and can make beautiful things with like his hands and his mind can I say me? That one feels like my, my spirit animal. <laughs> I mean, yes, yes, you belong, you belong in the pantheon, girl. Yes, 100%. Okay, and then we have Aphrodite, the like sexy, beautiful, voluminous goddess of love. Oh, Shoshana Bean. Oh, yeah. That's great. And then there's Athena, who's the goddess of wisdom and uh, like intelligence and tactical thinking kanita miller Ooh. so good um and, and oh gods oh gods it's perfect um okay <laughs> um <laughs> okay and then we have uh apollo who's like kind of like a he's very like hippy dippy kind of like earthy and like he's the moon god oh hippy dippy earthy moon god He's like the like yeah. He's like kind of like young and hmm. innocent. God of music and poetry and art. Oh, J. Armstrong Johnson. Oh my god! Oh, I perfect. like that one. <laughs> and then his the twin sister of this character Artemis, who is more of like a strong, independent woman, woman a hunter, and she's kind of like. She doesn't need a man. Celia Rose Gooding. Mm. Oh. Mm-hmm. You're, you're really oh. nailing this game. This is like <laughs> right up your alley. And then I'm I loving have, it. I have uh, Dionysus. This is your party god. This is the god of, of wine and parties and hanging out and like staying up all night drinking and loving each other. Yeah. Um, Natalie Joy Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then um, I'm pretty sure I've hit all of them except for Hestia. Hestia is like the quiet goddess of the hearth, but she's like, she's that person when you're like the heart of our group, the heart of our friends, the far, like the quiet, but like true heart of who we all are is this person. The quiet and true heart of who we all are is this person. Cynthia Arrivo. Mm. Yes. <laughs> and I'm, I'm pretty sure we, we got all of them. We got Zeus, Poseidon, Hera, Athena, Her, uh, Hermes. Um, Hermes is like the, he's like the herald god. He's the gossip. He's the like run around and cause mischief. Um, I'm going to say Alex Newell. A hundred percent. This is a spectacular. This is why I want to see this show. But, I mean, <laughs> like, let's do casting. It. I was like, "Ooh, I like this position." <laughs> um, and then, oh, and 
last one that I forgot and we're going to do right is Demeter. Demeter is the goddess of like the earth. And like, she's also kind of like a hippy dippy, but she's more like a mother figure. Like she's like everybody's mom on Broadway. She's also a jellical cat. Yes, <laughs> yes she is. She's everyone's mom on Broadway. She's hippy dippy, mother of the earth. Um, Mary Testa. Oh, that's Whoa. so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Those answers were perfect. Someone needs to write this musical about these uh, 12 Olympians. The cast and is ready. It, we're all ready for you. And it's, oh, gods, oh, gods. This is <laughs> Yay. <laughs> well done, sir. I Thank amazing. you. That was a fun game. That was a good list. You were very good at that game. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Do you um, have like a major knowledge of the Greek gods or are you just going off what I was saying? I was going off what you were saying. I have like a tiny, tiny knowledge, but not major at all. So yeah. I'm just going off what you're saying. Hades Town and Hercules do the job. Yeah. They really do. <laughs> and Hermes is one of my dream roles. So it's like, okay, mm. I know enough to get like in. Sure, sure. Oh my God. If you don't play Hermes in like the 2037 revival yeah. of Hades, <laughs> yeah. I'm literally not talking to anyone. That <laughs> 2032. I'm literally not talking to anybody. I mean, um, guys, can I say something that Jay made fun of me for the other day that maybe I'm just going to bring it up and see if anyone else ever agrees with me? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Do you ever think about the fact that we will get to live through the 100th anniversary of Oklahoma? No, no, I don't. <laughs> but I don't. But I don't think that's weird because I, Kimberly, I think all the time about how one day when I have children, I'm going to take them to see show like my parents did. Take them to see shows of revivals of shows I saw the original cast for, and mm-hmm. I get to annoy them with the stories that they don't. Care Very about. similar conceptually I, to yes, my feeling I, about the hundredth anniversary of. Like the show that changed musical theater. Totally. Like I'm, I, I, I definitely think in that same ballpark that you that you brought up. Hundred okay. percent. I, I actually I was talking to a friend of mine about um, the musical Come From Away recently, and mm. I was talking about how crazy that's going to be when we're older, and Come yeah. From Away gets revived. Wait, this is how we- this came up with Jay. Yeah. Wait, this- really? Yes, it's on. It's on the Come From Away episode of Broadway Baby. But- <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's exactly how it came up is that we were talking about like, and it's going to be weird to like explain that to our kids because they don't have a memory of that day. Right. That's mm-hmm. what I was going to say. It's like, not only do we have a memory of like seeing the original company of Come From Away, but like yeah. all, the memory of like also explaining to these kids like what 9-11 was. And like, like mm-hmm. what yours was. We, like, know other historically. It's the same thing as when like, I don't mm-hmm. know if you all did this, but like your, your teachers would go go and like, ask your parents where they were for the JFK assassination. Yeah. Ask your parents what, what they were doing when they were watching the Challenger. Like That's like, true. Like when the Berlin Wall fell, all of that totally. stuff. And we're going to get a million of them because we're living through. We, Quick like, I mean. Be like, let's go through a day by, like, all right, guys, next year, we're going to live through a day by day <laughs> of my 2020. <laughs> yeah, like, like, it's wild. Do you, Kaya, do, do you, like, are there any thoughts of that? Like, you talk about, like, um, just, like, I guess we could talk about, like, the future of Broadway and, like, what that's going to be. And, like, do you, how do you think things will change? And how do you think that revivals will happen? Do you think that, like, there'll be more? Like, I don't know, what's your... What's your thought of the future probably? Because like clearly we're thinking about this in terms of like 
the before times and we just like our brains immediately just like create the future of what we know from the past, but like who knows how things are actually going to be. Do you have any, I'm sure you, like we do, I'm sure you talk with your friends about it. Like um, do you have any (laughs) thoughts on kind of what you think or what you hope? Yeah. Well, I hope that everyone enters, re-enters the industry with with a feeling of curiosity and open to the possibilities of how we can kind of fall together to make something new. And that we don't, walk back to the industry so eager to work again that we just rebuild a version of the old. Mm. Um, That's my fear is that we may just be so hungry to do it all that we move too quickly. Um, That's big and ooga booga, but that's my feeling about it all. Um, Yeah. yeah, And I'm doing a lot of teaching these days um, and I love it. And that in a way, like, is really, really an exciting way to mold the future uh, of musical theater in the sense of, you know, teaching actors to really assess the material and ask questions. Um, As opposed to when I went to school, revival material was like, well, this is the style. This is how the show was done. So you should emulate that as opposed to say, okay, well, how is the story useful today to tell as a revival? Mm. Uh, What does my knowing as a person in 2021, how does that affect my telling of this story? Um, because it's, there are tons of issues. There's, you know, sexism, there's racism, there's ableism. All of this stuff is put on a platform in in these older musicals, um, and not really surveyed, kind of just put out there in a dangerous way. And so I, I just hope that actors will think more, creatives will think more. And we ask like, why, why now, you know? Is there a musical that you would love to see a revival of? And if so, how would it be done differently or adapted? Ooh, that's a great question. Ooh, I cannot wait for the revival of uh, Carolina Change. I think we definitely need it now. Um, And I'm so happy that it's happening. So that's one that's here. Um, Ooh, I don't, I don't. I I like these categories though. Here, there like I, I like how you were starting to categorize that. I was like this revival's here I would like to see this one coming yeah <laughs> yes but you know I think that's as far as older as far as other revivals I don't necessarily have any fantasies about them mm. Kevin and Kimberly do you have any fantasies like that shows that revive like a revivals that need to happen you would love to see re- revivals that need to happen that like would actually say something, whether you tweak them a little bit or did them a little bit differently, but but actually would have something to say with the pre-existing material as opposed to creating something new from the ground up, saying something specific to today's time. I mean, we always say revive parade. That is true. We do always But it's say always that. true. Mm-hmm. Okay. So hear me out. So... Mm-hmm. I recently, um, to try to like get myself more inspiration because we, we, we've hit that like almost one year mark of no Broadway. And so like writing, like I wake up some days just not in the mood to write. So I uh, recently rekindled my subscription, rekindled, uh, resubscribed to Broadway HD. Cozy and up to Broadway HD. <laughs> I'm watching all of these, the Broadway HD. I've watched Kinky Boots like four times because that show is brilliant. Um, it's just so well constructed and just such a good story. Like a boot, like a kinky boot. Yeah, like a kinky boot. Um, no, it, it's so good. But um, 
Oh God, what was I was going with? I was going somewhere with this. A, a show that should be revived. Okay, a show that I would love to see revived and that I think could be done really well for what is happening now um, is Funny Girl because mm. Funny Girl is incredible. And on Broadway HD, they have like the London, the West End production they did with Sheridan Smith, um, and I think Sheridan Smith is very talented. Um, but I think that they did this more as a star vehicle for an older like this is horrible I'm saying older but she's like probably in her 40s or so doing this in the West End it looks like um and it's just you she needed more of the younger spunk and the voice of Barbara which is horrible to say but it's just that part the importance of that part is the incredible talent and that whole show this is the basic at the bottom of it is a girl who is not genetically perfect based on what society says you should look like proving Mm -hmm. that talent is more important. And yet because of who, what she looks like, everything outside of her life is also a mess. Like she falls for a dude who's, who gives her attention because he's beautiful and he is a horrible influence in her life and really hurts her. And like she desperately needs people's validation to feel important. And I think that that show could really say a lot of important things to the audience that loves it, but also to a younger generation that is growing up in a world where they've immediately a young age are introduced to like numbers and follower count. And a lot of that being based on how you look in a bathing suit or how you look shirtless or like, exactly how perfect you are so i think there's something in funny girl to mind about like the importance of giving voices to people who are incredibly talented and yet don't fit in the tin type of like perfect body that we've assigned to our entertainment world Mm -hmm. love that cool yeah With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Brian, you got any? So I watched The Wiz this weekend. Um, <gasps> and the like the the movie, not the NBC one. Um Why I did watched, you, you know, watch that? Well, I found out this weekend that my parents have Showtime and I've never used their login. <gasps> so now I have like access to Showtime and um and the Wiz was on there, and I was just like really in the mood. I had watched some some awesome. I recently had watched the um, the awesome video that's honestly I totally forget who made it, but they did um, in like the the West Village. They did like that big dance number. Mm-hmm. Um, it was such a gorgeously shot, choreographed piece. You can find it on YouTube, I'm sure. Um, but like I don't know, I had that in my head, and I saw it. And I was like, well, let's watch this. And I was like, why haven't we? Seen this? These are bop after bop. Like, why haven't we seen this in forever? This, this, it's just like, it's so good. It's so wonderful. I remember listening to the album as a kid all the time. And like, I just like, I just, that amount of joy on Broadway again, like, is like silly not to have. So that's the one I want to see. Bad Revived. I mean, it like swept the 70, uh, 75, 77 Tonys. It, like, what, oh, really? 77 Tonys. It, like, yeah, I mean, it when was the so last much. revival. I couldn't even tell you. Like, I have no idea. Has it been revived? 
Not on Broadway. No. Well, I don't that's know. Kind Let of me check. It did like short revivals, right? Like shortly after it opened, it like closed a little bit later. Then it tried to come back again for a really short revival in the seventies. So. And then they did something at City Center with Ashanti years ago. That's right. For the NBC thing. Right. I don't know. It is bop after bop. And Home is one of the most beautiful songs ever on Broadway. Yeah. Do you guys watch um, Pose? Yeah. That scene where she's singing Home at the hospital. Yeah. I, Pose was one of my quarantine binges, which is fabulous, really fabulous. uplifting and fun. Oh, with, yeah, so. with, 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 with like, Billy. Yeah. Huh? Oh yeah. I was funny, Billy. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I'm looking up. I'm looking up the Wikipedia. Um, it had a. It opened in, um, in 1975 on Broadway, and then it did a tour in '76, and there was an '84 revival apparently. With who? Um, to Does it uh, say? No, I'm trying to see, but it won. Um, an '84. Okay. Stephanie Mills reprised um, Dorothy. Oh, wow. Scarecrow was Charles Valentino. Howard Porter was Tin Man. Greg Baker was the Lion. Peggy Blue was Aunt Em. Um, uh, Carl Hall, Ella Mitchell, Juanita Fleming, and Anne um, Duquesne. Um, I'm probably saying that wrong, but she was Glinda. Um, But that was the only other one. I don't know how long that ran. uh, oh, and uh, yeah, I don't know about that one. Um, but however, can Andre Shields be the Wiz again? Yeah, 100%. Why not, right? Um, <laughs> just on like, he'll take a break from Hades. <laughs> he'll just yeah, hop yeah. across the street. And then, yeah, and then Kyle can fill in while he's we'll just across squat. the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So it won Best Musical. Both, both shows in rap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It won Best Musical. It won Best Score. It won Best Performance by a Featured Actor in a Musical. It won Best Performance by a Featured Actress in a Musical. It won Best Direction of a Musical. It won Best Choreography. And it won Best Costume Design. No, no, this is the original. Okay. Sorry, sorry. This is the original. Um, Yeah, so why why haven't we brought this one back in? I don't understand. It's gorgeous. I'll tell you what. The book, it's one of my favorite musicals, The Wiz. Um, It's on my first album and the second album. I love this show, obsessed with it. Um, And for a few reasons, but I won't get into all that. Um, The book was like so psychedelic in 70s, like even Mm -hmm. the humor, the comedy. Every time they try to redo it, they always go straight to the book and try Mm -hmm. to update the book. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't always stand. I think uh, Harvey did a good job with um, NBC. Sure, sure. But every time I hear anyone working on it, they always talk about that book being an issue. But another... uh Oh, I, was, I wonder if what if you did it as a, a um, uh, uh, as a period piece? Sorry, you like you did it as a seventies period piece. Maybe you tweak some of the references that no At one would understand. Studio Fifty Four. Yeah. Yes. Like yes. how wild? This is great. It's called. You know, the original um, subtitle of it is. Um, it's right here in my little booklet. The Wiz, the super, the, Wiz. <laughs> the super soul musical, like the whole idea. This is also why I'm obsessed with it because it's the original yeah. Broadway soul musical. But mm-hmm. the whole concept is to take '70s music to tell this story. So yeah. Studio 54 would be incredible. And do yourself a favor, go to YouTube and find like bootlegs of the original Broadway company because no one ever sang what was recorded, like on the cast recording. Mm. What we know to be The Wiz 
every single live performance of that show is like a spiritual experience. <laughs> like uh, the songs are completely out of this world. Like the I just audience think, is going crazy. So good. Totally. <laughs> that could be on the level of kind of like very different, but like the level of the hair revival. Like, I just think that like, they have very similar energies, if you will. And like, if you lean into like the seventies of it, the way hair leaned into like a time capsule of the sixties. Totally. Yes. Let's do yes, it. Yes, into it. The 70s, like the fashion is back, the music is, the hair is back, the Wait, whiz is back. But Kyle, <laughs> you should play Dorothy in the revival. <laughs> I do have a fantasy about doing this show. I want to play all the witches. I want to play Ooh. Adam Carl. I want to play Eveline. I want to play, and then Glinda, I come out like RuPaul, like just in a suit. But, oh, yeah. you know, they never knew that Glinda was actually a man, a gay man. Yeah. I love that. This oh is God. great. Concept. Um, okay, <laughs> done. It. We've done it. It's happening. <laughs> we did it. Great. <laughs> so just before we move on to our game, um, I do want to ask you, what do I want to go back to your album for a second? Um, what do you want people to walk away from with this album that is different from the first album? Um, I think what I really tried to do, I hope it comes through, but what I really tried to do was um level up and master what I kind of set out to create, which was this new genre of Broadway soul. Um, I really wanted to get right smack in the middle of the genre. So I hope that they leave with that. And I, on a different level, I also hope that they just, I hope that the album take, gives them a moment away from all of the things we're experiencing this year, you know, Mm. that it's as close to a theater experience as you can get, that it's unexpected, it's exciting, it's inspiring, um, and a great way to spend 45 minutes. Great. Um, Well, again, uh, look for his album. You can just search his name um, anywhere you find music. Um, You can also go to Broadway Records. I'm sure you can check. We're going to put it on our social media. Uh, You haven't like tweeted or Instagrammed about it at all, I'm sure. Oh, not at all. Not at KTP way on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But seriously, check it out. It will be well worth uh, those 45 minutes, and then you'll probably hit it and play it again. Um, uh, but, um, let's play a game, Kimberly. Yeah. Play a game. This is a game that we've played once before. Um, so Brian or Kevin, if you can remember who we played this with, you can receive one brownie point. Ooh. Okay. Um, okay. This is a game called the last word. And so what I have is a snippet of lyrics of musical theater songs. And what I'm going to read is just the last word. And so if you can ding in, so do a little ding, ding, ding on the last word, you'll get three points if you can name the song from just the final word of the lyric. Mm-hmm. If no one can get it, I will give you the first word and that will get you two points. Brian, you can't look at the air table to see when we've played this before. So I am because I have no idea. I, now I'm curious to know. I won't, I wasn't going to pretend as if I knew because I okay. don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and um, if you still can't get it from the last word and the first word, I'll read the full last sentence or phrase. And that gets you one point. Was it a female identifying guest that we did this with? Yes. Uh, and no. Oh, wait, you know, Kimberly? Yeah, because I just listened to this episode the other day. 
And I was like, that's a stellar game. I'm going to use it. Oh, I didn't realize you knew. Oh, I would have played the guessing game. Sorry. Oh, did we no, play I with, know. did we play with, uh, uh, the come from the way writers? Correct. Yes. With Sankoff and Hein. Okay. And they did poorly. So let's see. No, I'm <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Yeah. So Kimberly, I finished my soda, but I thought I had more in it. I just did the same thing. Look. Mm. Mm. I'm ready. I'm ready to kill this game. I'm ready. Great. So I will read the last word, ding in, if you think you know it. Daddy. Just say ding. Oh, I was like, is there a button that I press for ding? (laughs) I guess you feel like you do a clapping reaction, but the podcast (laughs) listeners won't see it. And I was like, well, maybe I'm wrong. Is it sugar daddy? No. No. I've just been listening to my own album for way too many (laughs) days in a row. Daddy. Anyone else? Is uh ding. Yes. Is it um uh Maple Avenue from Fun Home? Oh. What's it called? No, what is it? I, don't know they, I guess they do call him daddy sometimes. I guess I'm just thinking like daddy, daddy. That's true. Kevin, do you have a guess? And then I'll read the first word. It's something from Daddy Long Legs, but I'm trying to decide if it's any like which song I would say. Um no, I don't have a guess. Okay, would you like the first word? Yes. Which I'm pretty sure I didn't write down. Oh. Oh, sorry. That was the first word. Wait, that's the first word of the song? Yeah, that's the first word of the song. I didn't. I wrote myself a little cheat code and I read it wrong. So that was the first word. So you can get three. So thinking again. Okay. But do you want also the last word now? Yes. Yeah. Son. You are your ding. Yeah. You are your daddy's son. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that I know how to play the game, next. <laughs> okay, the last word is again. Uh, ding, ding, ding. Kevin. It's a no good deed from Wicked. No. Oh. Ding, ding, ding. Brian. Is it live again from... Uh, uh, it's a broad wasted life. No, <laughs> no, Kevin originals on this song. Yeah. Would you like the first word? Yeah. Ten. Ten, like the number ten. The number ten. Ten. And last word is again. Yes. I'm assuming they rhyme in the last couplet. Or maybe not. No. Oh, no, I know what it is. Ding, ding, ding. Kevin? It's 10 minutes ago from Cinderella. Correct. Oh. Two points to Kevin. Yeah, that's... Maybe. The last phrase is, I may never come down to earth again. Again, yeah. Sure, sure. Because she's been watching Brandy's Cinderella. <laughs> notice. Okay, next. Last word is spoil. Spoil. That does not sound fun to sing. No. (laughs) No. Oh, wait. I think I've made an oopsie. Was that the first word? No, I think it's the wrong song. Oh, it is. The right song? Oh, some other song named that. This song ends in the word home. Wait, what? So spoiled, 
So forget spoil. Spoil was not a real thing. That was some sort of metal rock band song of the same name. Got it. This song ends in the word home. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. How can I call this home? No. Anyone else? First word is I've. I apostrophe V-E. Is this the first that will bring us to the last phrase? Okay. I, I, I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got rhythm. No. Or who could, no. The last phrase is, come on, sugar daddy, bring me. <gasps> wow. <laughs> Might someone it, know it, that song? It all goes in a circle, doesn't it? This would be sugar daddy. <laughs> Featured on Kyle Taylor Parker's newest album, Brother's Soul, Volume 2. Now, the one that ends in the word spoil is a song called Sugar Daddy by Queen Herbie. Oh, yeah. Unfamiliar. Good old Queen Herbie. He does a cast on Kyle's album. (laughs) One point for Kyle. It's like, spoil. That's a hard thing to say. (laughs) Okay. The last word is ground. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Is it holding to the ground from Valzettos? No. Hmm. This is a hard game. That's why I like it. This is a fun game. Really. Like the first word. Yes. Similar to the last one. I'm. I apostrophe M. And the last phrase. Same old Charlie hitting the ground. <laughs> Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yes, Kyle. I'm soul of a man. Correct. Oh, that's Correct. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a few of these you might know. Songs, yeah, I should really know, but I'm like, oh, by the end. <laughs> like, open vowels. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. The last word is... Row. Oh, ding, ding, ding. Yes. I'm down on Skid Row. Correct. Three points. (laughs) Nice. Okay. The last word is unimaginable. Oh, Uh, Kevin. It's, um, it's, uh, it's quiet uptown. Correct. Mm, Work. Okay. The I'm really mad at myself, though, that I heard Kelly Clarkson singing Unimaginable. <laughs> and that's how I picked this song from the Hamilton mixtape. <laughs> um, okay, I wrote some of these down the other day, and now I don't remember what they're from. Okay, <laughs> next. The last word is love. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, Kyle. Seasons of love? No. Ding, oh, ding. man. <laughs> I, I really yes, think that you spoke the Early last Early modern Millie, what do I need with love? No, Brian, do you have a guess? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going. The first word is kiss. Oh, ding ding ding. Yes. What I did for love. Correct. Two Featured points. on Kyle Taylor Parker's Soul <laughs> 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 Soul Volume 2. <laughs> okay. The last word is home. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Like yours, like mine, like home, home from the whiz. Correct. 
Correct. <laughs> this, okay. really, this whole game really brought everything full circle by accident. Yeah. All I know. Purpose. Okay, the last word is rock. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Welcome to the rock. Correct. Three points. Wow. Welcome to the rock. I will say most of these I wrote down like a week ago. So this is very funny that they're all quite relevant. This is great. Okay. Last word is best. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, Kyle. Simply the best? (laughs) No, but that's... (laughs) (laughs) The first word is theirs, which doesn't help at all. Mm -mm. The last sentence is, it's enough to make kings and vagabonds believe the very best. Can you feel love? Ding, ding, ding. Can you feel love tonight from Lion King? (laughs) Correct. One point. Okay. Do I have one left? I do. The last word is go. Anything? The first word is some. Ding, ding, ding. Ryan? Some people. No. The last sentence is once you have found her, oh, ding, ding, never ding, let ding, her ding. go. Damn, yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh. That was, uh, I'm so mad. You, know, you can go. I think you should do it, Kyle. There might be wow. something you might want to say. Brian, I think that was some enchanted <laughs> evening featured on Kyle Taylor Parker's new album, Broadway Soul Volume 2. <laughs> and Kyle swept the game of the last word. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, that's a fun game. That's a hard game. That really got my weird way to think about lyrics. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Totally. Uh, It's like, go, 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 go. How would I sing that? Exactly. (laughs) Literally, there was something in my head. I was like, go, go, go. No, Joe is the last word. Like, (laughs) like, you just like, damn, that was fun. Um, Well, Kyle, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks again. Um, We definitely preferred being in person, but this will do for now. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, But, um, you know, come back on whenever you have volume three. We're ready to go. Um, but in all seriousness, out of the closet, volume three. Yes. But in all seriousness, in all sincerity, um, volume two is spectacular. Your vocals are incredible. You would never know that you did them in your closet. Like they are just so professional. Your everything about your voice and your 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 emotion and and even just your breath control and, and your vowels. Like it's just so wonderful to listen to. Um, so check that out wherever Broadway Records um, or wherever you get your music. Um, absolutely, it is a worthwhile checkout. Um, so thank you so much for for talking about it with us today. Thank you. Thanks for listening and thanks for having me. Yeah. Anytime, true. <laughs> um, and then remind us where we can find you on social media. I'm on everything as KTP way, Broadway, but the KTP way. Yes. <laughs> um, well, um, you can follow us at Broad Wasted on all social mm-hmm. media. You can join our Facebook group and we do we do theater nerdy stuff there. Um, of course, we have Patreon. Um, you can join us there on Patreon. Um, 
And then you can find this podcast wherever you get podcasts like Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, and then please, if you haven't yet, if you're a first time listener, we would love for you to rate and review us. Um, five five stars, stars, please. Thank you. Um, but uh, with every episode, we end with a quote. And what? today we do, Kevin. I know. Listen, I understand that I've never done this before. Never, but, ever. This is a brand new thing. You know, 200 plus episodes in, I thought we would start something brand spanking yeah, new. Yeah, let's do it. Just new. Um, <laughs> um, where have I been? How did we change? Caught in this strange new music. Say, was I away too long? Just like that tune, simple and clear. Mm-hmm. I've come to hear new music. Um that is um, exclusively on volume two. You can't find it anywhere else. Um, he new wrote music. that song himself. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Uh, but in all seriousness, thank you so much. Um, really excellent stuff. And uh, we can't wait to have you um, back. And I can't wait to uh, listen to it again. So we raise our glasses and we say, Cheers. Hooray. Cheers. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. In a time when theaters across the country and around the world are dark, amazing young theater artists are challenging themselves to create new and exciting material. My friends Michael Pree Jr. and Lacey Riley have a pretty spectacular and fun new theater project, and they're raising money to bring their vision to life and to aid an important cause. So without further ado, here they are to tell you all about it and to give you a sneak peek of some of the material from their new show. Cause it's night and you're undressed So you're stressed cause there's no one else around You remember the words of your dad When he said that a strange sound is bad And you think what he said And you pray you won't be dead by the morning No one's mourning Hello! I'm Lacey Riley. And I'm Michael Perry Jr. And welcome to the Indiegogo of my favorite podcast. The unofficial MFM musical written by me. And directed by me. Yeah, Lacey and I are not just married, we're also creative partners. And we love my favorite murder. We do. Uh, we love Karen, <laughs> Georgia, Stephen, and the late and beloved Elvis. We love the community. We love the stories. And we really love the pro-therapy message. So, Mike wrote a musical about it. I did. And it might just be the first time there was a musical written about a podcast. I imagine. It makes me feel alive. No more editing, ad content. It's a place I know I'd thrive. Kitten land. It's like Jurassic Park, only with way more baby cats and facial hair. And I know one day, if I'm lucky, then I'll be there. 
Now, we're gearing up for a digital production with virtual venue theatricals. And in this difficult time, a lot of work is not coming for artists. And so we want to compensate any artist working with us because it's such a difficult time. Yes, theater artists are out of work and not by choice. So the money we raise here is going directly to the artists involved to make sure they are compensated for the time working on the new musical. Yeah, I mean, we're talking actors, designers, transcribers, management, uh, choreographers, music directors. Everyone deserves to get something for their hard work. And what happens if we go over our goal? Anything over our goal will be donated directly to End the Backlog. Yes, and End the Backlog is an initiative of the Joyful Heart Foundation to shine a light on the backlog of untested rape kits across the United States. So if you can donate and you can push us over that goal, we'd really appreciate it. Help make my favorite podcast, the unofficial MFM musical, a reality. And let's celebrate artists working during a pandemic together. Oh, and don't forget to stay sexy and don't get murdered. Goodbye. Elvis, you want a cookie? It happens quick, like poke and dagger. When she walks home, it's more like stagger. She's bleeding out, but she's not Is she awake? Is she alive? Oh, who cares anyway? Party girl out in the alley Party girl dirty and cold Party girl having such a good time She'll never party alone Party girl Thanks for listening in. So until next time, I'm Kevin, and you're awesome. So I raise a glass to you, and I say, Zutuwa, Bob. Cheers. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.